value hunting in your sales system. So there's a concept I'd like to speak with you about before we start even the value hunting, and that is this idea that smooth, that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Let's just unpack that statement for a moment. Slow is smooth. So I'm not going to sugarcoat my strategies or my tactics because they are a lot of work to set up. What do I mean by that? I mean it's slow in the beginning. It takes a lot of time to create these vortex element assets for your practice. But once you've got them in, it's extremely fast. This is where the smoothness becomes fast. For example, if some people start collecting my newsletter, it's very slow in the beginning. People forget to collect it. People forget that I'm gonna give one every quarter. People lose their little ring that I give them to collect the newsletter. But after two or three newsletters, people start to get onto it. That's where the smooth becomes quite fast. Another example is our biannual juice cleanse. When we started in Holland, we only had four people sign up for our first juice cleanse, which is, you know, by any measure of metrics, that's a really low number. But after five years, we had 350 people doing it every time we did it. We also tacked on a free open day at the end of that community campaign, the Biannual Juice Cleanse, and that gave us a huge bloom of new patients. That was a very fast, smooth thing. I want to talk to you about our yes people. So we've got in the back of our practice, it's not displayed to the public, but we've got a photo wall of our yes people, and we call that the chiropractic hall of loyalty and retention. These are the people that stay in care, there's a small percentage of these people that really sneeze our chiropractic office. They love me, I love them, and they can afford the care. To get on that list, it's not just a matter of if they said yes at the report of findings and bought a package, no. We don't put them on that hall of fame until they've had at least 12 visits. And at the end of every month, we collect all the new clients and we literally sit down and go through them. Who are the clients that share our values? I'm seriously, I'm serious about uh, collecting these people because of the 80-20 rule. 80% of our profit, of our income, of our revenue, of our retention are going to come from this 20% of people. So psychographics, they're really at the heart of value hunting. You might be familiar with um, demographic data. So that might be something, for example, the, literally the, the, what the person is, let's say. So that's their job, their gender, their income levels, the area of town that they live in, their body type, their height, their weight. But psychographics, this data focuses on our clients' opinions, their interests and their values. It's qualitative. Um, demographic data is more quantitative. So you're probably familiar with demographics. Psychographics, they're similar in that they're a way of segmenting a market to help you define the characteristics of your target consumers, but they're the things that they're likely to have in common. Demographics focus on who your target consumer is, their age, gender, income, while psychographics focus on why they buy, and that includes information about their habits, their interests, their beliefs, opinions, and their behaviours. People across many demographics might share psychographics, so it's important to consider these when coming up with your favorite consumer profile.
One reason why people come to you at the start, at least 95% of the clients presenting to me initially, they decide to come to me because they've got something they're suffering from. Very rarely do I get a client that puts their hand up right at the beginning and says, I'm here for health and I just wanna function better, you know? So we get them into the vortex by them deciding to come to us. We quickly, through the use of the vortex elements, we quickly get them onto using chiropractic as a habit. The vortex acts as a backdrop to the chiropractic adjustment. But at a certain point, once they've habitualized their chiropractic care, they'll raise their hand and enter what we call enrollment. These are the people that say, yes, Dr. Vismaya, I, I hear your message, I agree with you, I share your values, and I'm here to stay. That's the enrollment. So value hunting our favorites, right? Our favorite clients. One thing we do periodically, maybe every six months, we write down a list of all the people that are active in care, everybody. And we make a list of their values. So we separate them based on, are they vitalists or are they mechanists? What part of the spectrum do they lie in? What tendency do they have? Do they have a natural tendency or do they have a more artificial tendency? Do they have a holistic understanding of their body, not only their body, but their entire life? Or have they got a more a reductionistic, more specific approach to their life and see different parts of their life as different parts of their life, not, not a whole unit? And the last value we look for is humanism as opposed to authoritarians. So humanists, they have a friendly relationship with themselves and that spills over into the people around them. Of course, they have a friendly relationship with their bodies they will walk with you on the chiropractic journey. They won't ever praise you up like an authoritarian would, but an authoritarian will also blame you for certain things. So we tend to focus on vitalists, naturalists, holists, and humanists. As far as making your sales process very smooth and natural, I do believe that a lot of chiropractors that just take clients on the just take packages is that you're missing out on a lot of where people are kind of at. So we break down our list and say, okay, who's on a package, who's paying per visit? And what's interesting, that there's a really big percentage of my favorite clients that are actually paying per visit. So please don't miss that opportunity. And value hunting, it's really connected to long-term sales ease. We get back again to that same idea that, that um, slow is smooth and then smooth becomes fast. If you start to try and change people's values and try and convert them into chiropractic and get them to get it, you're really pushing uh, uphill. But if you somehow display your values subliminally by the way you set your office up, by the frequency of your vortex elements that you have, by the way you care for people, all the touch points that you have, the paper that you use, the feeling, your communication, your touch, the colors of your adjusting tables, the floor that you've got in the office, the children's play area, what sort of material is that made from, and the lending library books, they will tend to attract those sorts of um, people. So we just set those, what I call vortex element assets up, and then it's up to those vitalists, naturalists, holists, and humanists to go and latch onto those. So it's good to limit the variables in your sales system because, and, and most successful salespeople, they really, they do rely on one big secret, right? 
So every successful salesperson that I know, they've habitualized and normalized their sales process so that it's actually no big deal to close a sale. And that's the beauty of the ongoing vortex approach. It's constantly habitualizing and normalizing the sales process. To be honest, I often don't know when a person's package is finished. My CA will just gently say, oh, uh, Mrs. Smith, your, your package is finished, so if you'd like to deal with today's payment. And on my app, they can either pay per visit, pay for 12 visits, pay for 24 visits, or they can buy a family package of 50 visits. But until you've systematized your sales process, you will not have predictable or reliable results. So if you ever hear yourself saying, God, I wish I had a more reliable, more predictable, more consistent sales results, what you're really saying is that you wish you had a system. A good sales system, and that is the Vortex, the long-term marketing sales system of the Vortex, outperforms good salespeople every time. So there's quite an equation to the sales process and this value hunting strategy, but, but people are inherently variable, right? But you can limit the variabilities by building a referral tribe-based practice. So if you've got like 10 new people, like let's say that's the constant of this sales equation, and then you've got a variability that is how you're turning up that day, you won your A game or not. Another variable is the people involved. Are they, did they just uh, have a car accident on the way to your office? Did they have a fight with their kid at breakfast? What happened, you know? So are they on their A game or not? So it's a real bottleneck and it's kind of a pressure point if you're relying on that one moment of a report to bring them into the next phase of care. So efficiency with your sales really comes down to predictability and making fewer, fewer variables. And a script, it can be a small part of it, but I prefer to look at it as a framework, you know, but it's actually not as important as you may think, right? I'm a staunch 80-20 guy, and what I go for is maximum output for minimum input. And I just like to keep those variables of the vortex six month cycle extremely consistent, right? And I do this in an easy, relaxed, healthy, positive, and a peaceful way, which breeds sustainability to my practice. So there's marketing systems and there's sales systems. My marketing system, which is a constant, is my vortex. My sales system is as follows. It makes my selling natural and habitualized experience for everybody involved. So we've got a short-term sales system and sequence. So we have the report, which gives a framework. We use a welcome booklet to show people their results and the solution to their issues. So we begin with quite a diagnostic approach, not diagnostic in the sense of disease diagnosis. We, we do data points, subluxation, examination, right? Then we show them the outcomes of the day. And when we show them the outcomes, it kind of reduces the sales pressure, right? So we always do what we're going to say we do. So we, we set up a framework at the start when we're going to enter people into care, we let them know what we're going to do. Then we actually go and do it in that um, report of findings. Then we circle right back, right? And we just need to create these aha or light bulb moments for people to, to bring them closer to a yes, right? So we show them their patterns, their subluxation patterns in the body. And as you examine, as I examine my clients, I really look for beliefs that they start talking about. So anytime a belief or a value system comes on board, I'll link that value, whether it's vitalism, naturalism, holism, or humanism, I'll link that to the chiropractic adjustment. So I've, I've diagnosed a subluxation pattern, I've prescribed them, which is a very clear 
solution-based um, approach to why they're coming. And then I just close the sale with the solution. To, I don't really do it on chiropractic, but I do it on the correction of their findings. So I don't bang on about how great chiropractic is, is and I'd love to. There's a time and a place for that though. So I make my recommendations and I share the process for the outcome that they desire. So I, I simply say this, based on what we've discovered in your body and the solution that I'm proposing, would you like to try it? It's like water off a duck's back to me. There's, it's normalized, it's habitualized sales process. And then if they say yes, I directly implement the first vortex elements, telling them that I need their input into the relationship. It's one of the reasons why I people overvalue the furniture that they get from Ikea, because you actually have to build it. And there's something about you inputting into that building of the furniture, which gives you greater emotional value. It's the same with chiropractic care. If people just come in passively to you, they're just waiting for you to fix them really. And the reason why they're coming to you is symptomatic relief. And of course, once they've got symptomatic relief, people are busy, so they just tend to drop out of care because they've got what they've come for. On the other hand, if you get them to invest in the relationship with the vortex elements, you actually alter the reason why they're coming to you and the reason why they buy from you for a long time. It's almost like you come up with this idea of, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? The next vortex element, the next frequency, the next community event, the next newsletter, the book of the month. Um, we also do a tracking thing every Tuesday. So we just go through the people that have had their new patient uh, intake. And if they haven't booked for a report, we do tend to get in contact with them. Um, we'll send them a message or give them a call. If they don't answer, we'll go up to our chiropractic hall of fame at the end of the month and we'll see, okay, what was it with this person? Did they share our values? If not, no, no, no big deal. We're not here to convert the world into chiropractic care. We're here like a lock and a key just to offer people who are already pre-existing vitalists, naturalists, humanists, and uh, holists, we're, we're here to offer them a place, a sanctuary to come to, to complement their pre-existing belief systems. Then I'll hand it over to my CA, to Verena, who shows them a really clear payment options in our um, app. And actually our CA is really a, a non-transactional host. We don't do any payments in the office. We don't do any card machines. We have everything on a clearly mapped out app. So why do I use a framework with all this instead of a script, right? Because a sale is from a human to human, right? There's so many nuances and complexities that really matter and that really add up in your sales process. And if a script worked every time, you could place it, you could replace that script with a letter or some sort of artificial intelligence. The framework, it's not uh, random, but it does follow nuances. I do look at the clothes that are people wearing. Do they wear natural colors? I do. Um, listen to the language they use if they're blaming something for their poor health then then they come more into the reductionistic side of things or are they taking full responsibility for their health and the cleverness of their body with the small things they say so for example a vitalist might say um, I've got a lot of back pain but it's my own silly fault I've been burning the candle at both ends I've been sitting too long I'm a bit overweight that's what a, um, a holist will do um, what you're looking for as an end outcome is to be comfortable enough that you don't have to remember the framework. 
you can focus 100% on the human in front of you, right? So create constraints to your approach. Have time constraints, have choice constraints for your clients. Um, be extremely acute when you hear people that share your values. If they start to offer you recommendations, for example, for a good film, or a good restaurant in the area, or a nice place to go walking, they're people that will refer people and their friends to you. So I'm very acutely aware that those people, I call them sneezers, and I'll do another podcast on how I develop my sneezers later, how I nurture them and care for them and prioritize them actually. Um, but if you get uninvited recommendations from a client, more likely than not, they're gonna be doing that about you to their family and friends. Uh, what else did I wanna say about this? So, I've got my table talk for my value hunting, I've got my observations of my clients, and I've got their psychographics, which is really, really different to the demographics. Psychographics have got a lot more of a permanent fixture in people's um, methodology in how they choose to purchase services or to buy goods in a shopping mall. Whereas demographics, they're a lot more short term and a bit more transient in that they're quite flippant. People don't make choices based on demographics. They make long-term choices based on their psychographics. So I hope this has been somewhat interesting for you to shed a light on this whole idea of smooth, you know, slow is quite smooth and then smooth becomes really fast and that we habitualize the sales process over time. Each cycle we go through with the vortex, um, 23 vortex elements and their six month cycle, every time someone goes into the next one, they're, they're really getting deeper and deeper into that vortex. And then the pain of disconnect, the pain of them not coming to you becomes greater than them actually coming to you. And that's the whole process of getting somebody from deciding to come to you to finally making chiropractic a habit and the vortex elements a habit. And then finally raising their hand and say, I understand the message, I agree with the values, we share values, I'm here to stay. And that's when you can practice really quite freely. That's when you'll notice a certain momentum and a certain um, congruency and integrity in the type of people that are slowly getting referred to your office. And it happens in a very simple and relaxed, healthy and positive way. So enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode.